Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Wrestle me, Wrestle Pete. That's no way to start a new set of shows, is it, Mark? Wrestle me, Pete. Meowing over each other. <laughs> At least it's light outside. We've not done one since a long time ago. No. Since it was light outside. I feel like we're being naughty somehow. We are. Uh, this, this again feels weird for me because mm. we are at that tipping point. And I mm. think now we've tipped over into being more than halfway through. Oh, <sighs> so Disney. That's, I'm not sure what, how to take that, to be honest. So I think we've been going for about a year and a bit. Yeah. So I reckon we'll be finished in a year and a bit. Oh and that God. will mean then we might we finish in the middle of summer and then we can go out take our tops off <laughs> and just get really drunk <laughs> we do that anyway Mark that you is true that. that is true I got hammered the last time we did this show did was, you? yeah we only had like five five beers is a lot wasn't it? <laughs> thinking about it Peter everyone can hear us <laughs> you always divide it by at least two and then round down <laughs> um, uh, talking of uh, really boozy nights that went out of massive control <laughs> I, um, I, I've been actually looking a little bit at a, a slight side project to this Wrestlemania 19 oh right okay last time we were doing the recording of our Wrestlemania 18 episodes mm. we got slightly talking about the plane ride from hell yes and I didn't really know enough about it right okay well I have spent the last <laughs> four months forensically going through the reports it of it it sounded like fun so was it after this Wrestlemania and before nope. this one or was it it, yeah. it was before after after 18 and yes. before 19 it took right. place on the 5th of May 2002 I'd love to own a boarding pass <laughs> <laughs> you will not flight. be able to because it turned out this was in a period where WWE <laughs> were chartering their own jets right so this is also a reason why it went so fucking pear shaped so quickly <laughs> Uh, they had a 747, their own 747, nice. just for the wrestlers and the crew to come back after a UK pay-per-view, mm. uh, which was Insurrection. And that, that took that place in, sense, in May it? 2002. Yeah. yeah, they went through periods of doing it, often when the business was very good, mm. because it was an easier way to make sure everyone was back everyone at the same that, yeah. time. Mm. Uh, funnily enough, I was I saw a, a little uh, a booklet of SummerSlam 92. Mm. I think someone had bought an auction, and it was the itinerary that gave you, essentially, you were Hacksaw Jim Duggan, it would tell you where you needed to be nice. and it had the big list of everyone's plane trips home back from right. Wembley okay. and they are stretched out over four days right. I mean, it was just impossible in those days to you know Get go everyone. online and bulk book <laughs> so everyone's in dribs and drabs bulk for bulk so they started doing this thing where they chartered a jet that mm. would then take everyone back so they reckon there was something like 80 cast and crew on this uh, plane yeah. which otherwise is a normal plane with non-WWE stewardesses oh, no. uh, I think. now the two people who have talked about the plane ride from hell in detail 
are two uh, talents, X-Pac, who you, you probably know, mm. and Just Incredible, who you probably are less familiar with. Yeah, he turned up at some point and I was I was incredulous, just incredulous about his name. Yeah, he's, he's around from the sort of mid-90s as enhancement talent mm. onwards, has a little stint in ECW. But the two of them have talked about the plane ride from hell and the best thing about it is it breaks down into a series of different incidents. Yeah. So if you'd have said, do you remember there was that mad night? And yeah. you went, yeah. And you went, there was that thing where Alan got murdered. Mm. You'd go, yeah. And you go, remember that building came down? And you go, yeah, okay, okay, let's break those two up because those are two different things. Mm. But it all happens on the same night. So the first thing, the, the most famous thing, is the Mr. Perfect versus Brock Lesnar uh, where they begin amateur wrestling each yes. other. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And very quickly, it gets out of control. Partly the reason, according to X-Pac, is everyone on the plane had taken loads of GHB, right? <laughs> GHB is also known as liquid ecstasy, and it was made illegal in the States in 2000. Mm. But it wasn't made illegal in Britain until 2003. Right. So you could go into, like, a health shop uh, or a newsagent round Soho and mm. buy a little vial of GHB. Yeah. It's a clear liquid. You have to get a syringe, take it out, put it in a drink. Mm. Um, you can do it intravenously. I'm giving this like it's frank. <laughs> <laughs> this is where you come to get your GHB information. Uh, the stewardesses on, on the flight had said a lot of the wrestlers were handing them syringes and saying, can you get rid of these? So this, this <laughs> stuff is all going into drinks. Yeah. Everyone's drinking it. And it makes them go round the fucking loop. You'd think that you would be either um, relaxed and in love Mm. Um, but I mean, I guess ecstasy makes you kind of like jump around and things. It's, it's, it's like having untethered cargo in a in a <laughs> cargo hold. You don't want it. It has it has seen it has seen the end of many a decent Boeing product. You know, like an abattoir, you'd have like loads of cows, and if they got really scared, it's supposed to like infect the meat. Yeah. Well, this is the flip side of that, where you've got loads of these muscular bulls. They take a load of GHB and they're really happy, but at the same time, there's still a reaction. Right? <laughs> so GHB is also it's famous for, for its use in chem sex now. Right, okay, yeah, yeah. It lowers your inhibitions. Mm. It can it make you feel elated, but it also has sedative effects. Yeah. Basically, you are trolled. You are <laughs> trolled. So, it starts off with Kurt Hennig, uh, Mr. Perfect, and Brock Lesnar. They are both from Minnesota. <laughs> Hennig was into amateur wrestling in his youth, mm. and they begin having a sort of tussle. Where, I mean, where are they doing this? <laughs> the only space is near the doors. Yeah. The only space is near the doors. And also, they balance weights out. Like, they work out, <laughs> if there's too many people on one side of the plane, they'll put more people people on the left-hand side Why of the don't you tell Brock Lesnar to get back <laughs> in his seat, Pete? And he's just a big... <laughs> as you said before, he looks like a big ball of pink chewing gum. Oh, he's terrifying. He's just he's, horrible. He's terrible. Like a putty. You know those those action figures made out of putty? And yeah. it's like one that's sort of like really so hard. It's gone hard and crisp. <laughs> whatever's inside it is crystallised. It's, it's the chewing gum you find in 70s baseball cards if you bought them <laughs> yeah. today. And you're like, oh, I wonder if this... No, no, <laughs> just tastes like mothballs. Well, the reason the reason that it became a big issue was they were fighting in the doorway bit. <laughs> right. And Hennig apparently was really getting into it and then it turned a bit nasty and serious. Right. And Hennig drove uh, Brock Lesnar into the door. Oh, no. And they were, whatever it is, 35,000 feet up. <laughs> and X-Pac, in some of the interviews, has said, I mean, it was a ridiculous overreaction. The door could not have opened because of that. Again, <laughs> I don't want to be in that plane. No, don't I don't want to be in that plane. I don't want to test it out, quite frankly. <laughs> no, absolutely nightmarish. <laughs> um, Scott Hall, meanwhile, is sitting there. He's so zonked that they have to start checking his heartbeat because he's absolutely <laughs> mullered. Um, he wakes up briefly, uh, by all accounts, to and this later came up in a, in a deposition um, he wakes up to tell the stewardess he'd like to lick her pussy and would she suck his dick right. um, at which point Ric Flair comes from the other end of the plane wearing nothing but his robe <laughs> 
and he's nude and he... Why did they put these women on the plane? <laughs> it's like, you know, when they did that brass eye thing and they put the paedophile yes. in, the, in, the, yeah. in the rocket. This is the worst thing that could have happened. This is the last thing he wanted to happen. Just Incredible uh, says that Flair was going up to the stewardesses shouting, come on, sweetheart, opening his robe and then shouting, woo! I bet he was. Oh, no. Um, I mean, that is a serious sexual accusation. There were, and there was also a... Uh, Flair ended up settling out of court with both oh. women while not admitting uh, liability that he said this hadn't happened and it was right. uh, over-reported. Um, Dustin Rhodes, a.k.a. Gold Dust, was also uh, accused of uh, being t- over-interested in the two female flight attendants. <clears throat> uh, the line, you and me are gonna fuck, uh, is reported right. in one of the um, <laughs> pages of... Of grot that I've read about this horrible <laughs> trip. Um, then uh, Bradshaw is sitting in his seat and he's fast asleep. Which one's Bradshaw? Now? Uh, JBL. Right. Oh yes, yes, yes. And yes. he's sitting in the seat and he's fast asleep. And Michael P.S. Hayes, who at that point is in the office, formerly a fabulous freebird, comes up drunk out of his mind. At one point, he's attempted to urinate on Linda McMahon, thinking she was the toilet. <laughs> He, that's not a, a. I mean, if you're going to piss on the boss's daughter. Yeah. Oh, sorry, boss. Thought she was the toilet. Linda is his wife. Oh, it's shit. just ramped okay, up right. even oh, worse. It's oh no, more, it's more okay. serious than his daughter. Okay. So he right. is really shitted, and he sees Bradshaw. And Bradshaw, in the match he's had earlier in the night with X-Pac, has got colour, so he's cut himself open. Yeah. And he's sitting there with a big bandage on his head, and Michael Pierce Hayes, who is drunk. Uh, makes a fist, pops a knuckle out, and punches Bradshaw oh, on the head, no. shouting, you, "You know, you dirty redneck!" Uh, Bradshaw goes ape shit, but he can't do anything because Michael Hayes is in the office, and so is senior management essentially. And Bradshaw begins bleeding out all over his clothes. <laughs> He's wearing a nice suit. Um, oh, it's just amazing. So Where then, are they flying into New York. I, I presume, I presume just... <laughs> it must be. I mean, you would be counting down the hours, wouldn't you? It's a five Pray six, God we're not going to LA. It's a little longer than. WrestleMania, but <laughs> Michael PSA, there's rumours he gets punched out by, by JBL. Either way, he loses consciousness, at which point um, X-Pac goes over and cuts his ponytail off with a pair of uh, scissors. Um, nobody mentioned to Michael Hayes this had happened. And when they got out of the plane, they were going through into the sort of, you know, passport area. And he said, um, this is a lovely line from Just Incredible. I've never seen anyone so drunk and pilled up look at himself as we're going through security. This is Michael Hayes. And he saw the mirror's reflection. It was like something out of a movie he went sleepily to raise his hand to fluff up his hair at the back only to find nothing <laughs> he was suddenly stone cold sober motherfucker <laughs> now michael wanted to fight the people in customs um, <laughs> scott hall was taken out in a wheelchair <laughs> so oh that is a, that is not a temp- those wheelchairs are quite flimsy scott hall yeah. in a wheelchair the long and the short of it is scott hall his contract is terminated. Dustin Rhodes lasts a couple of more months. His contract is terminated. <laughs> Mr. Perfect, his contract is terminated. Um, Jim Ross did a, a great statement uh, that is just saying, you know, we've really put stuff in here to make sure this never happens again. Now, what's funny about this is... <laughs> the putting this, the stuff in was the problem. <laughs> this is not an isolated incident. Mm-hmm. There are loads of these, these stories about where they charter flights. Mm. And one of the people who is one of the most famous stories uh, about the horseplay is Vince McMahon. Mm. So in Kurt Angle's autobiography, he talks about they were also coming back from the UK. And uh, Vince McMahon was just walking around the plane, having a chat with everyone. Unusual, because he can be a, quite a sort of intimidating boss. And he, uh, Kurt Angle was sitting there, and he said, I didn't really know him very well. I hadn't signed that long. I felt anxious about him but 
overcame Vince, begins talking to Kurt. He ends up talking to him for about an hour. And at the end of it, he references the fact that they were on doing a little bit on Raw where Vince McMahon had taken down Kurt Angle. He got behind him and got him on the floor. Mm. And Vince was really proud of this. Again, like he forgets it's all scripted. <laughs> and he basically came up with it. Let's write a bit where I put Kurt on the floor. And it does it. And he goes, I just put Kurt on the floor. <laughs> so uh, he's talking to Kurt and he's going, just remember, I'm the only person on this plane who's taken you down. The Olympic medalist, Kurt Angle. Um, so as he walks away, a bit cocky, Kurt Angle goes... I'm going to take a little risk here. <laughs> Kurt Angle gets up, dives through his legs, takes him down and begins wrestling him. Now, Vince, <laughs> apparently, is fighting for all he's worth. In his youth at military college, he says he was quite a good amateur wrestler. But either way, he's quite a strong man. Yeah. I think he's about 62 at this point. <laughs> Angle is actually going, fucking hell, this is actually m- m- harder, harder than, than I thought it was. <laughs> this guy is pretty good. Um, but what happens is, in the commotion, Undertaker wakes up. <laughs> I love it, the idea that oh, he's just in a coffin at the No, lie flat bed. One of those business guys lie flat beds. And he does the slowest <laughs> dong. <laughs> Undertaker wakes up, he looks over, and he doesn't know what's going on. And all he sees is Vince McMahon is being attacked by someone. So he just leaps over, puts on a chokehold onto Kurt Angle. And Kurt Angle says, he put it on so strongly, he said, I lost consciousness. That was it, just done. Absolutely done. So Vince had slightly, you know, this this is probably, I think it's like two months beforehand. This is not something, the horseplay, that is unknown before. The difference in this case, it's the boss doing it. Yeah. Um, there, there's one other report of this sort of thing on the chartered planes. And this, this one... Because they get from, away with it, can't they? Because they, obviously there's not <coughs> members of the public around, you can't sort of dick around like that. Cause, yeah. You know, you, yeah. You'd be shot dead by yeah. a TSA agent. <laughs> I, 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 what I understand is now, I sort of go, my God, if we could charter a plane, you can do anything. <laughs> <laughs> just have a right uh, laugh. Hello, but Mr. Pilot, can you do a loop please? <laughs> the, the best bit about the Kurt Angle thing is he sort of goes, we actually were grappling, he said, for around about four hours, where every now and then like, it would stop, and then suddenly uh, like Vince would grab him again. And he said, I'd go to the loo. And as I came out of the loo, Vince would jump on him. It was just constant. <laughs> <laughs> the best bit on it is he says... I figured the whole thing was over when we had to return to our seats for the landing at Newark Airport. But then I was sitting there, strapped in as we were about to land, and I saw this figure in the dock crawling up the aisle. The flight attendants were already strapped in, but there was Vince trying to sneak up on me one more time. It lands... Angle leaps at him in the aisle and they both go straight into Linda McMahon. She has no luck on these fucking flights. Getting pissed on, getting smashed into by two drag out Angle men. thinks, fucking hell, I've actually overstepped the line here. He said, but she was a great sport about it. She knew Vince was having a good time and she probably recognised it was his way of bonding with me. We went at it one more time and finally, when we got off the plane, Vince said, this isn't over. <laughs> it seems to me, that's a great, as, as, I, th- I think there was someone who, um, oh no, it's a later story. So 2010, by which time Vince is, what would he be, 70. He's he's just hanging out and he's with Kofi Kingston and Chris Jericho. And Chris Jericho wrote about this in his book. They're on a charter and they're just, I think, playing cards. Right. And uh, along the line, they're having a chat and Kofi is fairly new and he's mm. a bit anxious around Vince McMahon. And Vince, at one point, sort of says to Kofi, you know, well, it was, you know, we had a nice time here. And he said, you know, I guess the future will just show whether or not you can ever get over, as in ever become popular. And Kofi was a bit hurt by it. But Jericho said to him, you can't let Vince get away with this. This is a test. What he likes is he likes people to say, what did you just say? You've got to stand up for yourself. So as they land, Kofi gets up and he says, "Um, right, Vince, do you have a problem with me? 
And Vince said, maybe I do. Do you want to do something about it? And Kofi said, do you want me to do something about it? And Vince said, do you want to do something about it? (laughs) And Kofi said, do you want me to do something about it? And Vince said, do you want to... And then sprung for Kofi, got both his legs, took him down. They had a few seconds where Kofi was like, fucking hell, what is happening? And then Vince got up laughing and he said, that is the way to do it. And he had a laugh and he got off the plane. So my basic thing is... (laughs) I was going to say, if you ever see Vince McMahon in public, right, do what you just did there. Rush him, rush him. He'll be like, stop, stop. If you stop, he'll go for you. But either way, the respect he'll have... How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 
so, so that that is the story so that of the plane ride from hell. Right. It's, it's there's been so many of them. It's sort of difficult to pull them apart. <laughs> but all of them are spectacular, <laughs> and all of them are essentially the same. They must be blacklisted from every. They must be flying like horrible Russian. Yeah. Oh, they must be. Or tiny ones are just not big enough for wrestlers. <laughs> exactly. You sort of think like I mean, presumably these would be decked out with pretty decent sized chairs. Yeah. Because otherwise, yes. big boys, aren't they? On you know. Yeah. Back in the day, I mean, they did just fly them over, and a lot of them would be in sort of first class and yeah. things. But then you've got your Andres, your earthquakes, mm. your typhoons, you know, your Hogan's. He's six six in real life. <laughs> six eight is the fake one. Yeah. But he's a big lad. Yeah. And, you know, it is a weird thing to think that they're all travelling like in economy and cattle class. You know? <laughs> I mean, who's going to buy a fucking first class ticket for Repo Man? You know? <laughs> He'd be like, I'm not sure he deserves it. I'm not it. wasting four Re- grand on this. Repo, we want you to drive back to America. <laughs> <laughs> you can uh, fly in a plane only if it's from the TV show Airplane Repo, where a man goes around the world repossessing planes that haven't kept oh. up with their payments. Uh, is this a new uh, storyline for me? No. <laughs> no, 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 no. You're being fired. <laughs> oh. Oh. So that's the, that that's the prelude, if you like, to mm. WrestleMania 19. And wicked that it fits chronologically. I was very pleased about that. What do you mean? As in, like. Yeah, it's, it's like it's, if we'd have planned to do it like I mean, we planned <laughs> we to do planned it to, like that. I mean, you've turned up with the information, so that is kind yeah. of like planning, isn't you it? You know it, exactly. <laughs> Exactly, none of that made up. Uh, we should say, because there were a number of legal actions that came out of it, and there have been denials by all those wrestlers, uh, anything mm. we said on that that sounded like we were sure of this is simply uh, mm. passing off other people's information, and you are free to disagree with it, as we do not know whether it's a valuable source. We're on, we're on GHB. We're on, <laughs> we're on liquid ecstasy. We I don't know what's going on. I didn't even take a bit of it and put it in a drink. I got chemical burns. <laughs> <laughs> that is a side effect. Oh. oh. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. Oh, jeez. I mean, you know, you can say a lot about this podcast, but you can't say that it doesn't give you a basic grounding in GHB. Damn right. Damn right. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So we head to the 19th annual WrestleMania professional wrestling pay-per-view. Yeah, yeah. In the WrestleMania universe. um, March 30th, 2003. yeah. In the Safeco Field. Yeah, the um, only time they ever used a baseball uh, arena. Oh, really? Well, it's yeah, got a hood, stadium. hasn't it? It's actually quite a... It's bloody massive. It is. And it's got a hood. It's got a roof. I think... I quite like this because one. Because of the positioning of how a baseball diamond is, mm. there's a kink in the entrance ramp. Right. So when people come out, they have to then go around a corner to get to the ring and that ah, destroys yeah. some of the ease of the filming of it and that's they, true yeah, they yeah, did yeah. say after this they would never ever do another baseball stadium right. so I presume that was the reason uh, um, not 100% sure 54,000 people here um, not their biggest you know turnout mm. in the last couple of years but still absolutely huge yeah. and what you've got here is you've got Wrestlemania now is beginning to sell the tickets just the name itself and they slightly set that up with the opening package which is all everyone just saying this is the big one this is the place to come this is our world Series, yeah, um, and WrestleMania. The name is now bigger than the people who are in it. Well, I mean, I mean, in the montage where you know, obviously, they bring up the history of it and stuff, and The Rock appears and says, I, I watched the first WrestleMania, I had goosebumps. And as he says goosebumps, Liberace is on the screen, <laughs> which I quite enjoyed. And also Kurt Angle, nice and early, 40 seconds in, saying it's like it's like uh, an Olympic gold medal event. Yeah. It's, like, it's very much Kurt's is it, thing. Is is when, Kurt? when they say to him, would you like to say something on this? Even the modern pentathlon, Kurt. <laughs> the most boring of all the events. Kurt, we've, we've had uh, some real problems, actually, with the children here. Is there anything you could say? Can I say something about a gold medal? And then... 
can turn it into that. Oh, if you must. He is very, very keen on that gold medal thing. Yeah. It's, uh, that's, that's quite disappointing. Um, what's interesting as well about this one, just a couple of odd bits, name-wise, this is the first WWE WrestleMania. Yes. So they've got rid of the WWF after the difficulties they had with mm. the World Wildlife Fund for Nature. Um, even on the network today, there are still some of the signs that say WWF have been blurred out that right. people hold up. Um, I thought in the last couple of years they'd come to a, a sort of agreement detente An entente, yeah. that they yeah. wouldn't now be pursuing this. But on the network, it is still, still blurred out. Blurred out. Pain. Um, and the other thing on names, this is the first ever uh, main event that features two people who use their real names, Brock Lesnar and Kurt Angle. Ah. Uh, every, everyone else, you know, you, you had Bret Hart, which was his real name, but mm. Shawn Michaels, for example, is Michael Hickenbottom. Right. Um, Steve Austin, his real name is Steve Williams. So there's loads of sort of, you know, little bits that, that don't come. An unusual thing, but it also shows there was a bit of a twist towards something a little bit more real. Yeah, something uh, a little bit a more bit legitimate. More, a bit more yeah, well, sporty. I mean, yeah, you look at the last, the last match and that's so wrestling. That's so like... Yeah. Yeah, big wrestling, isn't it? Yeah, and funnily enough, I think there there is a sense in this WrestleMania that the fans haven't come for that sort of match. Mm. They've come to see the big spectacle and the big stars. Mm. And Angle and Lesnar have never been—I re- mean, certainly in Angle's case—never bigger than they were at this moment. Mm. And they—they they were a great physical match that was really good. The crowd aren't a hundred percent into it. No, which is a bit of a disappointment. Really, no, I mean they, the they, caliber they, of the people. I involved. mean, the biggest kind of the biggest pop is The Rock and um, Stone Cold, and you're just like. Yeah, we've we've seen we've yeah. seen this a few times. Yeah, like well, that's slightly what people want. I suppose it's a bit like going to see a, a concert. You don't really want to see them doing. Here's a new single. Mm. Um, <laughs> I had a friend who went to see Paul McCartney, and I think he, you know, he did a, an intimate gig, and it was a sort of thing that you could only get if you were lucky <clears> and yeah. worked in the right business, sort of thing. Mm. And he came out, and he sort of did, you know, loaded classics. And about eight in, he went, "I'm going to do a new one now." And about five people around him went, "Ugh!" <laughs> and he was like, "If you're Paul McCartney, you've sort of got a right. It might be great." You know, yeah. don't worry about it. But what you've got here is people going, I want to see the hits. I want to see there's the Austin, the Hogan's, the Rocks. There's, there's the a fantastic big train sketch where, like, um, um, not Peter Burnham. <coughs> uh, Kevin you, Eldon. Kevin Eldon is doing, doing a, it's time for a new song. And everyone's just like, one man drops his beer. And everyone's like, gross. This is also the first pay-per-view since one called Degeneration X in 1997, mm. where the last match on the card didn't feature either Austin, The Rock, Undertaker or Triple H. Okay. So it's an attempt to slightly freshen something up, I think. Yeah, it's been a little while, hasn't it? Where, you know, that seemed to be the whole the whole thing. Yes, um, yes. It's, uh, it's worth saying at this point, you can tell from those facts, we're entering a, an era now where everyone's a bit more professional. And yeah. I know we've started it with the plane ride from hell, but that, if you like, is the last gasp of everyone who used to take somas and get fucked up <laughs> and then fall forward into some food at, uh, you know, a Charles Bar Mitzvah. This <laughs> is entering a new period period now where everyone is beginning to sort of just be a bit more professional Mm. what you get of course is you still get everything is going on behind the scenes but it's dealt with in a different way yeah and of course you know the most clear example of that will be your chris benoit yes yeah uh, there was a a big old um there's benoit and um Eddie Guerrero in one ring. Yes. A lot of problems in one ring. A lot of problems problems. in one ring. You wait till next year. We'll be be ending that entire WrestleMania with those two. At what, at the time, was a great uplifting moment. Mm. And now it's uh, it's a a tragedy waiting to happen. Very sad. We uh, obviously lost the wrestler in this town. uh, We did, yeah. Silver King. Um, A long, uh, I mean, um, just a a remarkable sort of, you know, hero of Lucha Libre, really. Mm. Um, The son of of the famous wrestler Dr. Wagner and brother of... uh, 
Dr. Wagner Jr. Um, Dr. Wagner Jr., possibly, you know, the bigger star. He was the older brother. Mm. Um, but, I mean, I think he'd been wrestling since he was about 13. Yeah. He was uh, 51 when he died. But um, just a, a, a tragedy. The guy had, a, in the 90s, he was in a, a tag team called um, Los Cowboys uh, with El Texano. And they were great news. Yeah. Um, a long-storied career. And a funny thing that, you know, these they've been running these Lucha Libre uh, shows at the Roundhouse for a few years now. Mm. And they're very sort of expensive and very sort of well-produced mm. and they're good fun. And they bring over the legitimate legends. And, yeah, just one of those strange things. If you're on the road all the time... Yeah. You know, you, the worst thing can happen, and it can happen a long way away from home. Well, we had, we had an email from Andrew Jones, who listens to WrestleMania. He was actually there. Was he? Know, yeah. Yeah. It seemed to take a long time for anyone to sort of start, you know, start the compressions and stuff. It just seemed a bit. I know, you know, you can't. Look you back do, like it, but Christ. Yeah, you do wonder if if there there is a slight thing about. I mean, had that been an actor and they'd fallen down, yeah, you'd have gone Christ. But because it's a wrestler, you go, oh well, maybe his system's overloaded in some way, or yeah. he's got a stinger, which is what they call it when you you have a a jolt in such a way that stops you feeling anything in your extremities. Right. Okay. You you there are different things where they, because it's a physical sport, I suppose they sort of go, oh well, maybe this is just part and parcel of what happens. Yeah. But and, then, uh, and it's that and it's that important. You know, you talk about any like a head injury or even you know in this case it looks mm. like a heart attack. Like, yeah, wrestling, is, second uh, wrestling. I mean, I mean, and Silver King's death seems to be from a heart attack. Mm. Uh, and actually, the things that were going on in the ring beyond the exertion, there wasn't exactly a moment no. where no, you no, know no. It, it seemed to be that, that his his death had been, if you like, caused by mm. his opponent. Um, but th- but it does happen. Wrestling mm. is a contact sport. It is not unusual for someone to lose their life in the ring. Sadly, mm. there is no way really around that. It's the nature of the sport. Uh, that that takes place. Um, yeah. uh, funnily enough, I mean, I was watching this WrestleMania back, and you see that that last part of the main event where Brock Lesnar uh, performs a botched shooting star Good press. God, that was horrible. Now. Uh, Rick Flair has said this before, but he said had Lesnar not been uh, an amateur wrestler who was used to doing neck bridges and had a really strong neck, um, he w- that would have killed him. He'd yeah. have broken his neck and he'd have died in the ring. Yeah. You know, it's it's the the difference between a move going badly and a move going awfully yeah. is a matter of just you know split seconds tiny millimetres well we'll come on to it later but like if you're going to choose anyone's neck uh, to, for that to be in that position it would be Brock's because it looks like a big Cumberland sausage like, the, the muscle I don't know what even muscle you call it, it, that it's funny as well because I watch him now and he's, his body has changed massively mm. and at the time you were like he looks like a, 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 a fucking gorilla that has been like shaved, shaved. and just let loose Flared. Shaved, and, shaved and flared and I look at him now and I go oh it's it's young thin normal looking boy Lesnar normal, normal boy, boy. <laughs> normal boy um, but I mean to anyone else you just go oh monster just gorilla boy. <laughs> you look at him now with the benefit of hindsight, and you just go, "Yeah, he looked entirely different. He looked nearly human." <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, um, well, I mean, we'll we'll get the first match out of the way. I reckon <laughs> permanent uh, permanent installation in the event space. Uh, it's an advertising hoarding saying "refuse to abuse" an anti-domestic violence uh, initiative. Is this a quite sponsor enjoyed. we've got? I mean, no. In, in the actual in the actual event space, I in thought the you act- were doing a read. <laughs> <at> the, <laughs> take, we'll, we'll take a break now. Um, at the safe coffee in Seattle uh, there was just a big sign saying uh, refuse to abuse I'm, I'm not even going to look at the roster to see who's <laughs> dipped a toe and who hasn't to yeah. be honest let's just say that I think there's a lot of people in that stadium that need to read that yeah absolutely yeah. The, um, uh, the the first match did you have a look at the dark matches yeah well yeah so like the, again 
we miss out on the national anthem, not the national anthem. We, we miss out on Ashanti sings. We do, yeah. yeah. I, I think I think there's there's another a couple of bits of music rights things right. which are changed here, yes, and okay. I think they've obviously had that thing of when they put the network together, they've they've obviously contacted right. and said, "Hey, Ashanti's people, <laughs> uh, we're going to put that up. Is that all right?" And they've gone absolutely, absolutely under no circumstances. No. Uh, so yeah, that's been lost to yeah. time. Because uh, you see, because you're starting, we talk about um, and we have talked about in the in the last little email run special that we did um, about like crap. Um, Photographs from yeah. wrestling, from wrestling I, I, in the past. People have sent some such pretty ones. Really, really good. But it's like um, we're starting to see <clears throat> on Wikipedia um, the, the the pictures that use the Creative Commons kind of freebie yes. licenses. You're starting to see pictures like amateur photographers just having their digital camera down there and taking some really nice shots. Yeah, and it's just starting to get better and better in that. Yeah, I've noticed that actually cause a lot of the wrestlers from the '90s, mm. especially the ones who have died, mm. the Creative Commons thing they've taken out the ones that you know look like them. And so you would think that a lot of people who died in the '90s lived in this weird murky world of blurriness <laughs> I mean it's really odd it's uh, it, it, I, that creative commons thing uh, it's ruined Wikipedia for me it really has everything looks like I'm a peeper I don't like it um, the, the, the opening uh, two matches that they really had and at this point they've, they've introduced Sunday Night Heat mm. which runs before the pay-per-view and this is a forerunner of like the Wrestlemania pre-show which runs up to this day right and they basically that was a non-pay-per-view show that would act as a way that they could go here are the matches coming up contact your cable if provider if you want to get a bit more if you yeah, want to get, you want to get it. It, yeah. and here's a bonus match mm. and on this one they have two they have um, uh, uh, William Regal and Lance Storm versus RVD and Kane William Regal had to pull out of this match because he got a parasite in his stomach during a tour of India which <laughs> absolutely wrecked his insides oh my God. and he was off for nearly a year I think it was a bit touch and go Jeez. at one point so he was replaced in this match with uh, Chief Morley the former Val Venus right um, you go from a gimmick like Val Venus and obviously television didn't want it anymore mm. and then they go what's your surname and you go uh, it's Morley. They go, you're Chief Morley. You go, oh, they're going to sack me. This is, <laughs> this is not a gimmick. Um, bit of controversy about this at the time because RVD and Kane were hugely popular stars. Mm. And there was definitely a sense that RVD had been held down, that right. he could have been a big superstar. And they kept on throwing these things in front of him to ruin his rise, mm. essentially. Something which we will also be seeing in absolute microcosm a little bit later on in WrestleMania 19. Can you guess who the man doing the suppressing is? That's right, it's the only one who has the power to do that <laughs> it's Triple H <laughs> right uh, okay yeah so apparently you know he, he had a run with RVD RVD was getting over massive and the only thing of course is Triple H the owner of the business do you make him a huge star and make loads of money out of him or do you subtly crush him so that people go you're the best yeah the answer is the second one I mean, surely Vince must know that and sort of go, well, this isn't good for business. This might be good for you, but this isn't good for business. I know, it's mental, isn't it? It's absolutely Weird. fucking mental. Mm. Uh, and then there was also a little bit where John Cena did a, a rap battle. And Hang on, what? In this show? Yes, oh, in the pre-show. Yeah. Right. And what had happened Because I've, I've not seen... Because I, I think later on you sort of see clips of um, um, uh, Batista and stuff, and you're like, oh, shit, yeah, he's here now, I yeah, guess, isn't he? Yeah. And, but you don't see him in the show. He hasn't made the big card. Right. With, um, was he injured? Don't know. John Cena does a, uh, a rap battle. <laughs> isn't he kind of almost respected as almost sometimes, almost possibly, all right at it? Cena's arrived at this point. <laughs> he was just a, a white... 
sort of meat baby face that mm. they put in. He was having some fun matches. He debuted against Kurt Angle. Yeah. It was exciting. And they basically went, what is this guy? This is crap. <laughs> and so he just drifted along. Did and he there still was... have jean shots? Did he start off with the jots? I, no, he was right. wearing just, just these like um, um, sort of like spandexy. I mean, as generic a creator wrestler as you could imagine. Yeah, okay. Uh, and they had a, uh, I think they were really on the verge of firing him, of just going, well, there's nothing here. And they had, I think, a Halloween episode where he was dressed as a rapper. And in it, just as they were preparing for it, he did a rap in front of Stephanie McMahon. And she was like, that's good. So they, they put it on air. Right. And he did a rap. And they were like, now he's got a gimmick. So he spent quite a lot of years as this rapping John Cena. Oh, so like an Eminem kind of like white rapper kind of thing. Yeah. Kind of character, and it right. started off as a joke that he wasn't very good at doing it. But, you know, before you know it, he's released an album. And he's the doctor of thugonomics. And, you know, and he's, he's perfectly passable at it. Certainly within wrestling. I'm not sure in the rap world people would gets, go, you know who one of yeah. the great rappers is? It's John Cena. In the wrestling world, out of all the wrestlers... He's not a bad rapper. Right, okay. um, but they booked him to have a rap battle with... You've probably not heard of this guy. But they, they booked him to have a, a rap battle with Jay-Z and Beyonce. <laughs> right? And all that happened is, basically, it was a yes... They were going to do it, and then Jay Z said they had uh, scheduling conflicts and couldn't turn up. <laughs> oh no! That is very much something that someone has said. Yeah, we're happy to do this, and then they've gone to him, and he's gone. You are fired. You are fired. <laughs> so then they got a, another rapper in um, who was called uh, Fabulous. Oh, so this was going to happen on this show? Yeah, Jay Z was going to be at this show. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is kind of like I, I mean, this is. Might even be pre big pimping, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, it could well be. The the uh, I don't know what that is, so I've just agreed. <laughs> um, but the um, uh, <laughs> fabulous had, had, had been uh, a bit controversial in early two thousand and three because he'd had several arrests for like an unlicensed handgun. Right. So he was a bit on the skids. It would have been oh yeah, great, good fit. And John Cena was going to do a thing with the rapper, and it would make Cena bigger, and it would I mean fabulous get a payday. <laughs> That's about all you can hope for. Buy some more unlicensed guns. But on the day of the show, uh, fabulous uh, cancelled. <laughs> <laughs> so they were stuck with this rap battle with no one to battle against, and John Cena mocked cardboard cutouts of both Fabulous and Jay Z. Oh, what? So they. <laughs> I mean, presumably this is on the network. This is not on the network, but this will be this, somewhere. This, this will, will definitely be on, be on YouTube, yeah. yeah. Now, I, I do remember watching the Sunday Night Heat before this pay per view, <laughs> and I remember that bit going on forever and thinking this is not good and it seems embarrassing. Everyone has pulled out. Why isn't this on the network? Why isn't this on the show that I could have watched? This is bullshit. It's embarrassing, right. and everyone pulled out. That's, yeah. that's the reason. Um, the the uh, John Cena had a meteoric rise, mm. and it's just he seems to have uh, he he just got he just he did it solely. I'm so emotional talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> I can't get my words out. But he, he seemed to do it just purely on working incredibly hard. Yeah. And now when you see him, he's got that ethos of, because he's one of those sort of, if you like, self-made, hard work guys. Yeah. He almost pretends like he is in the military. He's continually yeah. he's sort of, you know... He's got the haircut. He's like, he's, You've got to have discipline, son. <laughs> you know, all that. And he like, salutes a lot. And you're not in the military, mate. You were, you were, you were, you were having a rap, a rap battle with a cardboard Jay-Z. <laughs> it's not Going to the Gulf. Well, he had, he he announced Bin Laden's capture, didn't he, John Cena? He did, yeah, and, and stuff like that. I guess so. He came up at a time where people were very aware of the military as a, as yeah. a thing, and that was kind of. He's one of the only that. sort of entertainers who has done that thing where they've switched from rap music to the military. A lot of people are like, "I'm a rap star. I used to be in the military, and I'm fought against it." <laughs> only Cena has done it the other way around. Uh, a remarkable young man. Yeah. Uh, let's just say what the next match is, because that way, technically, we 
have we have mentioned it. Yeah, we have it. mentioned it. Yeah, uh, it, off. cruiserweight champion uh, Matt Hardy versus Rey Mysterio is the first match in WrestleMania 19. Yes, and we're going to speak about that next week on <laughs> WrestleMania. Mark Hens. Goodbye, Peter Donaldson. Bye, everyone. See you next week. <laughs> Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.